Hi, welcome to the Career Labs podcast. Today we're gonna to talk about interviewing, how to do well, and how to feel good about it. And I'm joined by my partner, Dan Fleming. Dan, how's it going? It's going well, thank you. Um, the first thing to me about the interview process is really thinking about the big picture. So uh, as my friend Tony Horton would say, do your best and forget the rest. What I'm getting at at that is you really, you can only control your half of the interview. Things may not go well with the person who's interviewing you. You, you may not hit it off. Um, as I was saying previously, you know, they may have had a bad day. I was in an interview uh, with Lehman Brothers and the interviewer fell asleep. He was so tired and it shook me up. But then I realized at the end of the day, um, and there were, to be clear, there were two interviewers. So one of them fell asleep while the other one was asking me questions, but it wasn't a good vibe. And, uh, at the end of the day, I realized I don't want to work someplace where the guy's so tired that he falls asleep in the middle of the day when he's supposed to be talking about how great his firm was. So to me, the big picture, um, is a key element. Um, that's one, do your best, forget the rest. And the other thing I think that's pervasive about this is put yourself as you think about preparing and interviewing, put yourself in the interviewer's shoes. You know, they're trying to figure out if they want to hire you to depend on you to work for them and if they want to work with you. So think about that as you prepare. Um, anyway, that's kind of my big picture start to this. Um, I was once getting my teeth cleaned and the dental hygienist fell asleep as she was cleaning my teeth. So I understand <laughs> how disturbing it can be when uh, somebody who should be alert and awake falls asleep um, and is not attentive to you. You know, another one I talk about, I mentioned is, is the second thing I think about is preparation. So it's like an interview is like, a, I don't know, a competition. I played sports when I was a kid, but you know, you can't expect to do well in the game if you don't practice. And so you got to think about what should I practice and then practice it. Um, one of the ways to prepare, I believe, is to think about the obvious questions that you're going to get asked. You know, why do you want that job? Why do you want to work for that company? Um, what questions do you have for the interviewer? Because they'll always say at the end or 90% of the time, do you have any questions for me? Have some questions and then Think about the obvious questions, key element of preparation. And then when you say to yourself, how will I answer these obvious questions? Think again about those people. So talk to people who've had similar jobs if you can. Network, read about the company. So if you're you know, interviewing for a job at uh, Lehman Brothers, you know, it might be good if you talk to someone who works at Lehman Brothers and say, you know, what's so good about your firm? Or what is it like in the day-to-day? -day? All that information, Will help you craft answers and that fit well with what the interviewer is asking you. I'll, admit, I'll be the first to admit I have not always been prepared <laughs> to go into interviews. Same. Like Same. I, it wasn't until probably my um, when I was in my 30s when I realized the importance of that. Um, I mean, one one story that comes to mind is um, uh, when I was an undergraduate in electrical engineering, the interviews I took. Um, and this is before the internet, so maybe researching companies wasn't quite as easy as it is today. However, I interviewed with a, a major oil company in the U.S. as an electrical engineer. Right. 
And um, one of the one of the questions I asked the interviewer was, how, how many electrical engineers does you know big oil company employ? And the answer was, uh, we don't employ any. This position is going to be the very first one. <laughs> so you know, as a as a twenty or twenty one year old interviewing for that, I didn't really know what to make of it, and I, I didn't know where how to respond to that. Cause I, I, I kind of wanted to be part of a, a team of like-minded people, right. which obviously would not have been the case in that uh, if I'm the first person trying to blaze uh, some new territory in an oil company as an electrical engineer designing an oil pump uh, or a gas pump. Right. So you didn't accept their offer. Um, yeah. I didn't get that far as to have an offer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you don't prepare. Yeah. yeah when I've interviewed, when I, I worked at Deutsche Bank for years, I would interview candidates who wanted to be in investment banking. And I'd say, why do you want to work at Deutsche Bank? And at this point, we had the interweb. And they would say, oh, because I read about it on the website. And I'd think, you know, what did you read? Oh, you're a multinational firm. Conversely, you get someone who said, well, because I talked to Bill Smith, who is your colleague at your office, or even in New York, I was working in Boston at the time, at your office in New York. And he said this, 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 and this about Deutsche Bank. And uh, I talked to Melissa Jones, who worked at um, Deutsche Bank as well, and she was an analyst. And she said the key things to being a successful analyst, the key qualities are A, B, and C. And I believe I have those qualities. So I would be blown away if someone did that level of work and research at my firm. When you're preparing your answers to the obvious questions, why do you want this job? Why are you here today? Why our firm? Come up with examples. Don't just say, um, you know, I, or if they ask you, why do you think you would do well at this job? Don't just say, because I'm smart, say, and I'm hardworking. Say to yourself, you know, because I believe the qualities that are important here are someone who is, you know, smart and hardworking. You know, I think I've achieved great grades in my finance classes for this financial job I was at Deutsche Bank, I achieved high grades in finance. You know, I'm hardworking. I, you know, I completed these four projects um, outside of my class or I, you know, I got this award for being the hardest working person or whatnot. So um, have examples. I was in an interview um, for Deutsche Bank they were talking to us about how to interview and they, the lesson was the best um, predictor of future results is past performance. So if the best way to tell if someone's going to do a good job for you in the future is if they've done good jobs in the past. And so, you know, to me, it's very important to have concrete examples of what you've done and that's part of the preparation. Okay. I'm going to think about this firm. I'm going to, Think about the obvious questions and I'm going to have examples of my past of where I've done well uh, and how I can answer the obvious questions. And I, I would just emphasize further, like some of the additional obvious things to uh, prepare for is, you know, um, have a, a pretty good understanding of the industry that you're, um, you know, why you're going to interview with Deutsche Bank or with... Right in my case, some big oil company. Um, another example of that from my personal experience where I uh, did not prepare properly was I interviewed with a large aluminum company, the largest aluminum 
uh, manufacturer in the U.S. And um, um, the interviewer actually asked me the question, like, why do you want to work here? It's like, oh, that's something that I should have prepared an answer for. Yes. And my answer was, well, I really want to work in high technology. <laughs> and his response to that, of course, as, as it should have been, as my response would have been if I were in his position, it's like, oh, so we're a high tech company, <laughs> yeah. which they're obviously not. They're an aluminum company. Right. But One thing you said about the high tech, though, reminds me of another point, I think, which is through the whole process is to be true to yourself. So, you know, if you really want to work for a high tech company, why are you in the aluminum interview? Right. Uh, and you could have good reasons for that. But it made me think back to an interview I had where the guy said another common another question that's come up many times from people I know. You know, if you could have lunch with anyone alive or dead, who would it be? And he said, I would pick Shakespeare. And I, this is probably my first or second professional interview. And he said, who, who would you pick? And I thought, well, I want this person to want to work with me. So I said, you know, that's a good one. Shakespeare. I would pick Shakespeare too. <laughs> Terrible. Because I certainly wouldn't pick Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> my mom told me she would pick Jesus. And uh, which I respect that a lot. So there's a lot of, you know, there are a lot of answers to it. Right. Just be true to yourself. These people are trying to figure out, A, are you thoughtful and capable, but also are you someone they might want to, um, to work with? Practicing very valuable school set. It's like in... Like I said, in a, in a sport, I love to play soccer. I would practice dribbling the ball or shooting the goal before I went to the game. I highly recommend mock interviews. Mm -hmm. um, that's one way to practice. Another way to practice is to just have something easy, just stand in front of a mirror and give your answers. Um, pretend that you're speaking to someone. Have a friend who's also interviewing ask you a question. You won't know exactly what the question's going to be. You'll have a good sense. It's your friend. I'm the executive from Exxon. Why do you want to work for Exxon, you know, in offshore drilling? So to me, mock interviews, very valuable. Um, but there's other ways to practice that are perhaps not as, um, as helpful as a mock interview. So say in a game, you might have a scrimmage amongst your teammates before the real game. That might be a mock interview. But uh, in my example in soccer, you know, dribbling and shooting, it might be standing in front of the mirror. It might be um, asking a question of yourself, you know, why do I want to work at Deutsche Bank? And then just saying the words out loud. So there are a lot of ways to practice, prepare, practice, and then go into the interview knowing that, again, in the big picture, it could work out great. It might not. You're probably going to interview more than once, um, meaning you're probably not going to have, the only job you ever have in your life probably won't be with your first interview. Once you walk into the interview, there's some pretty much basics that you need to think about. Again, this is five minutes of basics. It's different on Zoom and in person. Let's talk about in person. So arrive on time. Dress appropriately. I once came out of an interview or at the end of the interview, the woman told me, you know, next time you go into an interview, if you're wearing a button down shirt, you should button the buttons. And I realized I hadn't buttoned the buttons up 
in a formal interview wearing a button-down shirt? You know, everyone has their own um, uh, pet peeves, perhaps, right? So, yes. And you can't control or know what those are going to be as you go into that um, um, interview. I had an experience in the late 90s in Mountain View, California. I was coming from San Francisco. Traffic was bad. I was five minutes late. You know, I went into the interview. At the end of all that, um, the feedback was, um, I was five minutes late and I didn't apologize for that. So the process terminated. It's like, oh, okay, his pet peeve was, was exactly that, you know, being punctual, which I can completely understand. And actually ever since then, for the last 22, 23 years now, if I'm even a minute late, the first thing I will do is apologize. <laughs> yeah, so I think those are, yeah, key common sense items. Dress appropriately, yep. show up on time. When you get there, you know, look the person in the eye. When you're in the interview, don't mumble. Sit up straight, have reasonable body language. Again, it's, is this person gonna wanna work with me? If you're late to the interview, perhaps they think to themselves, you know, punctuality is important in this business. This, this is an important meeting that so-and-so showed up late for. Is this the kind of person I can count on to show up on time? But I've learned that um, generally speaking, most people are true to themselves uh, or you can, within a 30 minute interview, you should be able to have a good feel for um, as an interviewer, who the person is that's you know representing themselves across right. the table from you. And if that person doesn't listen to the questions you're asking, and they just talk nonstop in the business world, they're going to be the exact same way, right? Yes. They're going to be um, um, maybe not the most productive employee because they're not going to listen to their coworkers. They're just kind of go off on um, whatever position, you know, whatever direction they're in. Specifically on talking too much. That's a key element. You know, time is money. So be concise when you're practicing, say your answers, give the content, but you can give the same content in a shorter response. And listen, that's critical. If you listen as the person being interviewed, in order to listen, you have to stop and let the other person talk. So pause, ask questions at the appropriate time. If you listen, the other person appreciates it because they get to talk. Most people like to talk somewhat. And if you listen, you might learn things that help you in the interview. For example, Again, going back to this thing at Deutsche Bank as a financial analyst, you know, why do you want to work at Deutsche Bank? I might ask, and they'd say, "Well, um, you know, because I talked to Bill Smith, and he said X, Y, and Z." You know, then if you say give your answer, then you might say, "What do you most enjoy, Mister Interviewer, about working at Deutsche Bank?" Well, what I most enjoy is A, B, C, candidate. And then if you're the candidate and you listen to that, you can engage them further by addressing that. I most like working with people who are worldly because at Deutsche Bank, we're an international firm. Oh, I do as well. And I, you know, I studied abroad my junior year in Germany, and that was very um, wonderful for me. And I hope that if I do really well at Deutsche Bank, I might have the opportunity uh, a few years down the line to explore other opportunities throughout the globe at Deutsche Bank. So that by l being concise, giving the other person a chance to speak and listening, you can enhance the whole experience. 
Yeah, so to some degree, it should be a conversation, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, it shouldn't be two people going through uh, a playbook of things to say and not listening to each other and um, working upon, you know, building upon the conversation ultimately. You should generally bring a copy of your resume to the interview as well. Uh, hard copy. Back in the olden days, we would do that. Um, regarding your resume, everything is fair game. Anything that's on your resume, which is what you wrote about yourself, that expect that that could be asked. And if it's asked, like, oh, tell me about this time you traveled to, you know, Indonesia on the, you know, for the ping pong, ping pong tournament. You know, they can ask you about that. Everything on your resume, be prepared for them to ask you about it and realize that you should probably have a pretty interesting reason for having that on your resume. Don't yeah. just put it on there. I uh, once interviewed a candidate. One of our recent hires brought in a friend of his to interview with us. Right. And looking at his resume, I realized some of these things, this looks very, very familiar. So um, I went back to this other person's resume, identical resume. It so, so this other person obviously didn't even get the interview. Uh, so this is even the, you know, preparing to, uh, to try to get an interview. His resume was, uh, so perhaps this is more of a resume story than an interview story, but um his resume was completely falsified. At the end of the interview, when you answer, when you have your questions prepared and you ask them your questions and you're done with your questions, at least have two, by the way, you know, make sure you follow up, get the person's contact info, send them a thank you note, be courteous. Um, you know, you're, they were taking their time looking for someone you were taking, um, you were taking your time. So it was a, it should be a good dialogue and be courteous and follow up at the end of the day. I mean, again, from the high level, from my perspective, the key elements are big picture, you know, do what you can do, control what you can, uh, be true to yourself and put yourself in that person's shoes as you get ready to prepare. When you prepare, think of the obvious questions. Examples are critical to show authenticity. Um, practice it with a mock interview with someone through your, um, through some connection you have or with the friend. And then in the interview itself, do what you can. It's, you know, it's in the game. Things may go well, things may not go well. You can only control what you can control, as I said, but control what you can control, the easy things, dressing appropriately, looking the person uh, in the eye, being positive, uh, having a good demeanor, speaking clearly, listening, do what you can to let it um, be a successful process from your perspective, um, even if it doesn't go well from the other person's perspective. So with that, Dan, thanks. I'm going to wrap this up and say, we'll see you next time. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Found it a little bit uh, informative. All right. See you next time. <laughs>